Hello, I'm Alex. And this is Amy. And welcome to I'm So Overthinking, the podcast filled with very bad doof and schmutz impressions. And what are we talking about today, Alex? Doof bad, but good dad. <laughs> so we're talking about Phineas and Ferb, the greatest television show of our young lives. And mostly we're going to be talking about the great Dr. Heinz Doofenshmirtz. Yes, the one with a fake doctorate. I don't think he has a fake PhD. It's an evil, I know that, but didn't he, like, there was an episode where he didn't, fi- like, it came out that he didn't finish college or something. Oh, I don't remember I'm this. I'm not sure. Like, he bought his degree, which is a very American thing, <laughs> because student debt is a thing there. And here, Very painful. Actually, yeah. yeah, but if you're paying your student loans into your late 30s, it's a real problem yes. with the way that it runs. But we'll talk about that in another I was another just about episode. to say, that was the fastest tangent ever. Yeah, we went all the way to the, the problems. <laughs> full on Bernie Sanders. <laughs> no, that's Mandela. Um, uh. um, <laughs> so, Phineas and Ferb was very formative in our young lives. Mm-hmm. And I think we were very blessed to have grown up in the time where it was a like just coming out so we got to see it as we grew up instead of like being older and you have to rewatch it or the young kids today that have their dog with a blog <laughs> nonsense dog on with the, a blog on <laughs> Disney Channel did you watch that I think I saw a few episodes I think the 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 boy in the show was quite cute and I was kind of into him like he was a bit, he, I think he was the older brother oh I don't. I just remember there was a dog with a blog. It, it it made me lose faith in Disney Channel. I don't know. I think um, one of my friends has gotten me onto this show called The Owl House, which is gay and it's from Disney Channel, and it's just it's very cute and I like it a lot. So I think maybe, like you said, we're watching it when we're older, but True. I think maybe things are changing for the better. Yes, but coming back to our topic yes. for the day. <laughs> Um, what did you like about Phineas and Ferb? Why was it so great for you? I have a list, but mostly the music, okay? Because every genre, everyone was playing instruments and having a good time. And it was like every episode had a song, except for the first episode, the roller coaster episode. And then they made a whole other episode where the whole thing was just a musical. It was amazing. Yes. And that kind of exposure to just like singing and dancing and playing instruments was really helpful Mm. and i love all the songs and we can sing them all the time and it's just it's a cultural reformation if you ask me (laughs) what do you like about it well i just want to add to that i Mm -hmm. think like the songs went they went bad like they were really good songs yeah and to this day you can go to anyone and it'll be like a g l e t don't forget it (laughs) (laughs) thanks to phineas and ferb Crosswords can never have the word aglet in them again because people will just immediately know. Everybody knows what an aglet is, and that's why this generation is cleverer. <laughs> Using a fake word. <laughs> to show how clever we are. <laughs> um, what did I like about it? I liked how every episode was very unique, mm-hmm. even even though it had like how long was an episode? Twenty minutes? Yeah, I think so. And they packed in so much. They packed in two story arcs because you had the boys building their thing. And then way off in the distance, Patty the Platypus was fighting. <laughs> okay, we need the Doofenshmirtz impression counter for this episode. <laughs> was fighting Doofenshmirtz. 
and they were doing their thing and having their little bromance, hate mans, I don't know. Hate mans. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> we're recording this on Valentine's Day, y'all. And we're talking about hate mans. <laughs> oh. But they did. They had two story arcs in one episode and I like how they always linked it up mm. in some way. And it was just really beautifully written. And don't get me started on the whole diversity situation because not even just like racially and culturally, because like the Mexican Jewish cultural festival lives in my head like rent free because I don't know anything about that. But then also just the fact that most of the families are like atypical, you know, um, Phineas and Phobos stepbrothers. They're not mm. even real brothers. <laughs> and doof himself is a divorced man and it was it was probably my first introduction to divorce in a normalized setting yeah and it was really normal mm. apart from like him living off of his wife's alimony oh, that's the first time i heard about alimony at all alimony. yeah Charlene! But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because like the wife was supporting the husband which isn't like a good thing but it's like roles reversed like in the typical sense charlene is the most badass bitch on the block and she raised vanessa who's just like the baddest bitch i'm in love with vanessa yes she was my sexual awakening so was ferb (laughs) that was the best the fact that vanessa and ferb did their thing Mm -hmm. this boy who never speaks and when he does it's a very smooth british accent (laughs) that was the key that was what got vanessa the accent Mm. So the reason our podcast episode is called Doof Bad But Good Dad <laughs> is because he was an evil scientist, but he was also actually a very good father, especially considering how his parents treated him compared to his older brother. What is his brother's name? Roger. Roger. <laughs> Mayor Roger. Ma- Ooh, yeah. That was also such a plot twist. This man who wants to take over the tri-state area. His brother was the mayor of the Tri-State area. Yeah, so Roger Doofenshmirtz, um, Mayor Roger Doofenshmirtz of the Tri-State area, um, basically was raised by the same parents as Doof, but they really loved Roger. I bet Mm. they actually showed up for Roger's birth, unlike (laughs) Doof's. They didn't show up for Heinz's birth. They didn't show up for any of his birthdays. That was was one of the best lines from any show ever. (laughs) At the time of my birth, both of my parents failed to show up. (laughs) And also, they wore paper bags on their heads whenever they were with him. They called him a schnitzel for not being able to jump in the pool. and They made him a garden gnome. Yes, and he had to work as an intern for some guy who made pretzels, and his pretzels never turned out well. And he worked as a... And what's that stuff called? Bratwurst? Yes, a bratwurst salesman. And he got bullied, and nobody was nice to him, especially his parents and his brother. And that baking soda volcano that beat him in a poetry contest. Yes! <laughs> what was the poem? What was the poem? The movies are grey, the TV is black. Give me some, some food. food. <laughs> <laughs> Nobel Prize for Literature right exactly. there. Exactly, a poetic genius. So What did the baking soda volcano say? <laughs> Give me some food. (laughs) So Doof wanted to defeat Perry the Platypus, but he also really wanted to defeat his brother Roger, who was Mm. the mayor. And I think it's so hard to live up to your siblings, especially when your parents, like, clearly show favoritism towards them. Mm. But, like, for me, my brother is very clever. (laughs) Uh, He's good at, like, science and computers 
and all the things that I'm kind of garbage at, which is great. I'm so proud of him. Mm. But my my dad's an engineer and my mom's like a chemist. And I feel like they they respect his kind of uh, intelligence mm. more than mine, which is fine. You know, I can speak some languages and that's great. It but is. I get where Heinz is coming from about like feeling like Roger is doing great in life mm. and you're an evil scientist. Yeah, like basically Doofenshmirtz's whole story arc is that He's trying to make up for his inferior complex compared to his brother. Oh, psychoanalyzing doof. And the one episode where he found like true happiness, love. Oh no! (laughs) Was it a Valentine's Day episode? I think so, it was. It was when Phineas and Phobe opened a really fancy restaurant in their backyard and Candace was there with Jeremy and she had like, she had really pretty hair. Yeah, so. That was the biggest simp of like Candace. Yes, she was <laughs> such a simp for Jeremy. And this boy he didn't do anything wrong, but like he like he liked her. She didn't need to try this hard. Yeah, I but I I really get where she's coming from. <laughs> Jeremy's a real sweetheart. I also yeah. had a crush on Jeremy. He was a sweetheart. He was good in every way. And he was in a band. Beautiful, kind and gentle and loving and oh, so cute. Jeremy you, was in an adorable band. You know more band. songs than I do, for sure. My friends and I used to put on concerts where we would just do covers of Phineas and Phoebe songs. So I think like we're pretty well versed in the Phineas and Phobosphere, but <laughs> still, um, it was a Valentine's Day episode and there was a new restaurant and Heinz, did they meet online? They met online. I think so. Heinz met an evil woman. Maybe, do you think it was a dating site for just evil people? I think so. <laughs> That's adorable. We might be completely wrong. We Doesn't might matter. just be talking shit. I just remember her red hair. Was it red? Mm. I remember her voice and I was like... Angelic. Yeah. And then this man with the hunchback came in. <laughs> and she commented how like he wasn't as tall as he said in his profile. And he's like, no, I just slouch. <laughs> But they're having dinner at this fancy restaurant and they sing a beautiful song to one another. Marching on robots. Yeah, about like... When the robot armies march to the beating of our hearts. Yeah, it was really nice. It was fun. I was, the best part about that was like just the contrast in their voices. Yes, and Heinz singing like a cheese grater. <laughs> And this beautiful evil woman just being angelic. Mm. And I feel like they could have had a great future together, but what if happened? If it wasn't for that f- fucking whale. A whale? Remember the whale? No. So, so Doof made a satellite mm-hmm. that ruined love because he never had love yes. on Valentine's Day. And oh. then in the end, when he got like foiled, the satellite came crashing down, landed on the dock where they were standing... And hit her with, like, the laser beam. And then she fell out of love with him, like, immediately. And then there was a whale with, I think, a record player. There was a whale. (laughs) And she fell in love with the whale. (laughs) Which, I mean, sure. This is prime storytelling. (laughs) Yes, this is just us, like, Dan Palvermeyer is just going to copyright our 
No, Dan will be cool. Yeah, he will. Dan Palvermeyer is one of the writers of Phineas and Ferb. And the person who voices Dr. Heinz Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> and he's on TikTok. Go watch him on TikTok. He's hilarious. And he's really cool. Mm. I My favorite ep- um, episodes, well, my favorite TikToks of his are when he explains how you can animate things that are funny shapes. It's so interesting. Like, imagine like a cup that's upside down. It'll like waddle and he'll explain how it moves and... Uh, I just, I think it's really cool that he puts so much work into his craft. And you can tell that he's really a professional. Yeah. I like how he debunks fan myths. <laughs> yeah. Because there's one fan myth that says um, Doofenshmirtz is Phineas's real dad. They have the same shape hair. Yeah. And, and and there was an episode where they went to a drive-in, him and Linda. I'm Linda and, and I want to have fun. <laughs> how did we sing that at the same time? Sumo <laughs> Watch our pilots if you don't understand that reference. <laughs> um, but yeah, then he just debunked it. I think there was like the time there was a time mismatch which made it impossible for Doof and Lindana to have conceived of Phineas Flynn Fetcher. <laughs> but even if it is possible, it's still like I don't know. If Dan says it didn't happen, then it didn't happen. Mm. But it also made sense because Doof is very inventive. He's a scientist. Yeah. And so is Phineas. This is pretty wild. Mm. Doesn't he... What is... Oh, there was an episode when they went into the future. And Candace wanted to bust Phineas and Ferb. So she went to her old mother. And then she was In the like, antique store. Yes, in the antique store. And then... Um, Candace was like, you need to bust them. And she's like, these aren't my children. My children are like busy winning Nobel Prizes. Yeah. Whatever. Phineas so, was doing something for llamas. Like there was a llama-based charity. That's all I remember. I do not I also recall. remember Candace walking into the the antique store and she's like, mom, you're so old. And then Linda is like, no, don't, don't say it. Don't. And then Phineas comes in. He's like, mom, you're so old. <laughs> she was old. Shame. It's okay. People get old. How did they make money? Because like a f- an antique store. I think Lindana was sitting on a fat stack of cash. You're right. Yeah. And you are very right. She was just entertaining her husband's little antique hobby. Shame. And what what's the dad's name? Um, My brain just switched off. Okay, wait, let me, let me I'm, Google I'm, it. I'm searching. So basically the dad um, ran this little antique store and it was really adorable that he did that. Because he's really into fossils. <laughs> da, da, da. Boop. Grr. Fossils. <laughs> da, da, da. Um, so if you don't get that reference, there was like an episode where they went to the museum and they got a one of those like tapes. Lawrence. Lawrence. Lawrence Fletcher. Lawrence was listening to this tape in bed. <laughs> and he just kept listening. That to was the time travel episode. Remember? Because they went back in time to the dinosaurs. Unless yes, there was another, I think there th- were multiple time, time travel episodes. Yeah, makes sense. But there then, was an interdimensional movie. Yes. Have you seen the new one? I haven't. Have you? No. Uh, okay. We'll watch it. Yes, after we watch Camp Rock 2, <laughs> the final jam. Did you know that Phineas and Ferb has won three Emmy Awards? What? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what they're for, even. I don't Animation. know how the Emmys work. Yeah. But... Do you think there are any kids shows that could live up to Phineas and Ferb's legacy? Even if they're older than Phineas and Ferb, what do you think? Um, 
I don't think they like the impression that Phineas and Ferb had was multifaceted, because like you said with the music, very diverse character range, very unique episodes, in even though they followed like their standard plot, there was still everyone like you always looked forward to the new Phineas and Ferb episode because you're like, what are they gonna make? And I always looked forward to like sort of becoming like them, and they were really mm. good role models. They like, were. Literally any character in Phineas and Ferb, I would be okay with my kid becoming that. Even Doof. <laughs> the one time Phineas lost his temper was when Candace didn't get on the bike. <laughs> Candace, get on the trunk! <laughs> there was a limited amount of time and they had to, like... Did they have to jump over a gorge on tricycles? No, no. They, they were in the... They had to make something on time. They had to get back because they were trying to make the longest day of summer and they had to get back yes, before sundown. Otherwise, it right. wouldn't count. And Buford. Oh, Buford. <laughs> Buford. I-, I wonder if him and Baljeet are dating. Because we're frenemies. We, we like disliking to. one another. Yes, we're frenemies. Mm. You're like my least favorite brother. I don't think they would be dating. I mean... Yeah. I can see it happening. But if there's any friends to lovers arc that I do want to see... It's Vanessa and Candace. Oh, I can see that. Because they're like polar opposites. They are. B-U-S-T. They're like the badass lesbian and Candace can be kind of like, she could be cottagecore. I could see that happening for her. Busted. <laughs> I don't want to put the hurt on you. That whole song was just filled with sexual tension. <laughs> Amy, this is a kid's show. No. <laughs> um, you're not wrong, though. But I think, Baljeet, remember those, that was, there was this girl in Vanessa, I uh, know, Isabella's Girl Scout. Yes. That simped over Baljeet, like, nonstop. Yes. Oh, she was so cute. Yeah. And Baljeet was just like, uh, actually, no, never mind. Baljeet he liked Mishti. He did like Mishti. I was just about to say it because there was a love boat. Yes, the cruise. Maybe wow. it's by. By Jeet. By. <laughs> that was. By Ford. <laughs> Buford. Whenever I think of Buford, I just think about his goldfish. I think about that flamingo. Flamingo. A whale. What was the, there was a flamingo from outer space that he loved. A whale go. Remember. <laughs> no. No, you must remember. A flamingo from out of space. No, come on. I need to show you. It was a it was uh, a giant flamingo from outer space that like looked like a whale. How does it how does a flamingo look like a whale? It was big. A big flamingo? Yes. Where did it live? Outer space, on a planet. But how Whale but, Mingo. Whale Mingo? Yes. Did you just find this information online and decide? Yes, because that it's it was true? a whole episode. A whole I removed this from my memory. If you show me a picture, maybe then I will understand. <gasps> yes! Remember Whale Mingo? Yes, I remember Whale Mingo. That's crazy. Was it one of those times they went on like a camp with Phineas's grandparents? Or am I just tripping? No, it was in Danville. That's crazy. That was a crazy episode. I also think about his accordion because <laughs> yes. Phineas was like, does anyone have an accordion? Or oh, no, a piccolo. 
Vanessa, does anyone have a piccolo? And then Buford was like, one day you're going to ask for a very obscure musical instrument and I'm not going to have it. And then he just whips out a piccolo. <laughs> I love that he's so multi-talented. He is. And, and he, he sort of, like, yeah, he's, he sort of was a bully. Yes. But, really. but he's a sweetheart. Mm. And he has a single mom. Again, with the family. I need to sneeze. <laughs> that was the cutest sneeze. Are we going to keep it in the podcast? Definitely people need to hear that sneeze. Okay. Um, to take it out. You guys are welcome. You can keep my sneeze. Um, Buford is just... Me being happy because I don't have to edit it out. <laughs> I think the whole like narrative where a strong boy opens up emotionally to his friends about a goldfish that he really misses or a family problem is just really wholesome and important. Hmm. Was Isabella's mom... Oh, that was more um, diversity because her mom was Latina. Yeah, she's Mexican Jewish. Of course, <laughs> all episodes. <laughs> Mexican Jewish cultural festival. <laughs> oh no, this this show. There was um, what was the show that replaced or not replaced it, but like Dan worked on another show. Something oh, with uh, Mike Mike uh, Mike Murphy's Law. Yes, I haven't seen any of it. I've seen small snippets of it because there was one crossover episode where Doofenshmirtz went into... Doof? Yes. Huh. No, actually, I, was it also Phineas and Ferb? I'm not sure, but there was a crossover. That was mm-hmm. crazy. But, but like, the animation style is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. All the characters look the same. It's literally just, like, another world where this... Well, not really another world, but this guy, Mike Murphy... And it's Murphy's Law, so the whole joke is that everything goes wrong with him. At me, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's really sweet. I yeah. should watch it. Speaking of crossovers, the Avengers crossover, the Star Wars crossover. Yes. What else was there? It was just incredible that they had so many cool things. And whenever Disney bought another franchise, Dan was like, uh, yes, let's make a crossover. And the Star Wars crossover was impeccable. I never realized how those were related. I just thought like, wow, look at Disney and Star Wars collaborating. That's so cool. Meanwhile, <laughs> Disney literally owns Star Wars Disney and Avengers. Disney dropping like 200 bajillion dollars to buy Star Wars. And then suddenly Dan can make a new episode. In the Monster Truck episode, <laughs> yes. the commentators were <gasps> Top Gear. Like yes, Jeremy uh, Clarkson... Richard Hammond and James May. Was it the monster trucks or was it like they did like a NASCAR? Thing? Was it NASCAR? I don't know. But yes, they were there and they were commentating and I was living for it. I love when they animate people into like shows and have yeah. their voices there. Like in The Simpsons. They do that all the time. Yes. My dream is to be on The Simpsons. As long as it's not some bad prediction, then I'm fine with it. You never know. Did Phineas and Phil predict anything? There wasn't a pandemic episode. There wasn't, but there was an episode where the day kept repeating, and I feel like that is my life now. Mm. <laughs> Every day is the same. But no, I don't think they predicted much, sadly. I want to watch it again, but like. From beginning? Yeah, from the very beginning, but I want the box set. Like actual DVDs. I want that would be so nice. That I can give to my kids one day and be like, oh. yeah. Play with this. Or Netflix must just catch up and put it on. It was on Netflix for a while, but yeah. it wasn't everything and it was very sad. That was a sad thing because I wanted to watch the very first episode where they disappointed us by not giving us a 
you don't have to build a roller coaster. It's fine. They only disappointed us in preparation for the best musical episode of all time. Yes. Um, most iconic Phineas and Ferb song. Go. Squirrels in my pants. Really? Yes. That's S-I-M-P. Squirrels in my pants. I think it was the most culturally it's accepted. Just, yeah, that just spells simp. Simp. Candice. Squirrels in my pants. I think also, obviously, Gitchy Gitchy Goo, but that's overplayed. That a, yeah. I was going to say, it's like, it's the most iconic, but it is. Mm. I really like the bridge in that song. I can't remember the bridge. It goes, Gitchy Gitchy, I'm trying to get it there. Uh, and I don't know what to do, but I think I'm getting through. And oh. when I say I love you, say I love you, mean I get you, get you, you too, get you, get you. And then Phoebe is like, um, uh, what does he say? Like, bow, 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 bow. And it's it is really low voice and it's just really, wow. Phoebe is so talented. He went full on Caribbean in the backyard beach. <laughs> it's a backyard beach, backyard beach. he did and that was that was i think the first episode with a song yeah because that was the one following um the roller coasters yeah so yeah Yeah. i watched the first episode ever when i was sick at home and in grade one and it was the last time i was allowed to watch tv at home when i was sick because I think my mom thought that I was faking just to watch TV all day. Oh. So then I, I, I think I was really sick, although I wouldn't put it past me at like seven to just want, want to watch Phineas and Phoebe. But it was the first time I ever saw an episode and it completely changed my life. Yeah. Do you remember your first Phineas and Phoebe? I think I just, like they just advertised it on Disney Channel, like, woo, this new amazing show. And mm. I was like, okay. Do you remember Disney XD? Yes. That was so weird. It was so sexist. I thought it was Phineas and Ferb. I mean, no. I thought it was Disney Channel for people who could skateboard. (laughs) I I thought it was Disney Channel for boys because it had none of the, like... First of all, it was only cartoons. There was no Hannah Montana or um, Good Luck Charlie or any of that. So it was just cartoons. And I don't think Disney really... Most of them were gender neutral, but... I think Phineas and Ferb is like boys making things, the clang, 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 yeah. trying to relate. Yeah, but then again, maybe they inspired some female engineers, which is great. They definitely inspired me to want to make stuff. Mm. Not that I ever did, but that's besides the point. I wanted Swinter. Because it's winter. Swinter sounds really nice. Some people call it Wama. <laughs> it was just because I don't like being too hot. It's really annoying and mm-hmm. it's not like you can get more naked and you know you can't be lying on the floor and cover yourself in ice and still deal with it if you're still hot like there's nothing you can do so i like the idea of this in-between season although it's basically just autumn no i don't think in south africa we have autumn to be no. honest it's it's hot 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 then it's like cold yeah kind of cold it's really cold and then for like two weeks in winter, it's actually really disgustingly cold. Yes, where you wake up and it's just bleh. But we didn't notice that in 2020 because we were all at home. We just stayed in bed. I didn't notice many things in 2020. <laughs> the days passing. Huh. But here we are in a new year and everything is the same. Making a podcast. Yeah, at least this year we're making a podcast, so that's different. What was your favorite episode of all time? It's difficult because a lot of them were 
very memorable. But I think off the top of my head, it would be the one where they had 24 hours of summer and they... <laughs> that was the one where Vanessa wanted to go to Paris, but then her dad took her to Tokyo, but there was still a tower. <laughs> the so Tokyo it's like, Tower. And he was like, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I think that was one of my favorites. But then also the movie really had an emotional impact. It was a lot yeah. when they had to... Say goodbye to Perry. Like, firstly, it was sad how angry Phineas was at Perry, that mm. he was a secret agent. And I was like, I thought you would think this would be cool. And then it was even sadder when they had to take Perry away because his cover was blown. Oh, it Ma- was really emotional. <laughs> Major monogram. Major monogram is just such a good character. I think he has so many traits that are just so quirky and fun. Like he's a great singer and he, uh, I just love him. I love that his eyes are on the one side of his face. Auka. Auka, the organization without a cool acronym. And Carl. Carl in his pajamas. Carl, Carl, Carl was an unpaid intern and then he got promoted to paid intern, but he still didn't get paid. And it was just very sad, but so relatable because he's like a student. I really related to Carl. In the last episode of Phineas and Ferb, when they were all grown up, he was running Alka. It was really cute. So. He had like a little monogram, <laughs> a monobrow. Adorable. And Dr. Coconuts. <laughs> that was so creepy. Yes, it was. That and Doofenshmirtz roller skating into a... I am a superstar. Don't stop flushing. Then somebody made a remix. It was like, it won't stop flushing. Oh my gosh. What was your favorite episode? Um, I think the last one, the very, very last one where the day kept repeating and they had to stop it from repeating. I love that Doofenshmirtz met Candace and they became like a team to stop this all from happening. So I think it was really wholesome Mm. that they actually met and spoke to one another. And I think like the very end of that episode everyone's just singing together on a big stage in the garden it's like okay all the secrets are out and everybody's just friends now but i love how it ended and i really enjoyed the whole concept of that entire episode and also the one where they look into the future and phineas is having isabella issues and then they kiss i don't know how you kiss somebody with a triangle head but um you need to put a, like a cork on the point of his nose <laughs> yeah like earmuffs, but on your nose. That yes, would be great. Just to make sure nobody dies. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And uh, what else? I really, really love um, the uh, the one where Candace has a dream where she busts the brothers and they end up at like a military school camp. Yes. That was really good. It was very emotional as well. Very. Because we've been watching this and thinking, oh, it's so cool how they make these things. But the parents had genuine concerns about their safety, which was also a valid argument. Makes perfect sense, if you ask me. Um, What were your favorite running gags for the show? Obviously the... Flying baby head? (laughs) I wasn't thinking about the mysterious floating baby head, but now that you mention it, there's that. And balloony. And... (laughs) (laughs) Balloony! And um, the whole thing where Perry shows up to Dr. Doofenshmirtz's place without his fedora on. And then Doof will be like, a platypus. <laughs> and then he'll put his fedora on and Doof will be like, Perry! 
sorry, the platypus, which is just like a metaphor for not judging people by their cover, you know, like doof does not discriminate against all platypi. It's only Perry the platypus. Dr. Wexler, you're a platypus. <laughs> um, I was thinking that, like one of my favorites is also where um, Perry would come crashing through the wall and then doof would say something like, Ah, Pere Platypus, how inconspicuous of you. Yes. And by that I mean completely conspicuous. <laughs> yes. Um, what was another one? Oh, I also liked how Doof was a pharmacist because he wore lab coats. Yes. <laughs> that was funny. And yeah. Love Handle playing in like elevators. Love Handle is just the best yeah. band. That they was have one of the my best song. As well. When they bring the band back together, mm. there are so many bops in that show. I ain't got rhythm. Mm. I, ain't I ain't got, got rhythm. rhythm. And there's uh, blah, 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 blah. what's the other one? When Love Handle actually sing to the whole crowd, and Lawrence and Linda were having marriage issues. Mm. They were fighting, and then Love Handle got them back together, which is very sweet. Nice. But. Literally, that song is so romantic. The second verse goes, I put up barriers to, sh- to, what, to hide my affection. And literally, it's just about how it's okay. Right yes, it's heart. okay to be vulnerable with people who love you. And I'm like, wow, that's so sweet. It was sweet. <sighs> all in all, a very, very good show. It's excellent. And with that, we have to end this very, very mediocre show. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed us listening. Enjoyed us. Li- I enjoyed, enjoyed listening li- to you, Amy. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening to us talking about our favorite show. And I hope you enjoyed my little sneeze in the middle. It was definitely a highlight of my day. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. And we're going to say bye now. Bye. Bye. bye.